This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are talking about Winona Earp. I just love Tanya's. Tanya's wearing, for for our podcast listeners, Tanya is wearing her her cowboy hat. She's doing her, it's it's amazing. It's perfect. Do you also have a big ass gun? I yeah I, well uh, Winona has the gun but yeah I, she lets me touch it sometimes oh we're not even Ooh. this is we're already off to a bad start I'm sorry <laughs> I'm so are you tired. kidding <laughs> that's fine <laughs> okay and we are also and I'll be talking about this periodically throughout and I'll men- and I'll share it periodically throughout and I'm playing my own little one here to keep track but we are giving away a um i'm going to ask aaron again to describe what it is we're giving away and i'm going to try again to put it <laughs> it's it's a adorable little way hot pin back button oh. and we got them at um comic-con last month at the idw booth and it's just the cutest and i have to tell you guys a story i know this is we're already on tangents here but i got one for myself too when we were there and I'm not kidding you. Yesterday, I'm sitting in the living room and I hear something fall in the kitchen and it has fallen off of the table and like exploded. It's in like two pieces, like the front and the back piece were separate. Like, how does that happen? It's the ghost. Yeah, We promised we were going to not do that to you for this <laughs> yeah, one. So. The one Aaron is holding is not haunted. I assure you, the ghost <laughs> is at my house. Yes, if you uh, listened to our unauthorized biographies episode, or if you've watched one of our Instagram reels talking about it, um, there was a ghost baby we decided at our Airbnb in San Diego, and it followed Aaron home. So, <laughs> oh no, now it's breaking things. <laughs> and now it's breaking things. So yes, yes. But here is um, the bingo card. If we don't get anyone during the live stream. I'll I'll share a bingo card in the show notes. So depending on what happens, and then who, and then you have to prove to me that you did get bingo. And I am no, I know what we have gotten. So don't worry. It's not like I'm not gonna know. I'm, um, but yeah. So if you get bingo and you can show me the physical digital proof of that, then you can get this pin. I will probably also throw in some it's a fandom thing pins as well since i have a bunch of those and maybe even a sticker too so that aaron made before we headed out to san diego comic-con okay but before we get into winona earp i'm gonna go around and just ask my wonderful panelists 
what they're into right now in pop culture, if they had a chance to do anything instead of geshing over the past week or so. If you don't know what gesh is, it's, well, I'll let one of my panelists explain it better than I can just because I've only done it once. But so Aaron, are you, you into anything right now in pop culture? <laughs> I totally just blanked on anything that I've been watching because <laughs> gesh has ruined me. Um <laughs> I think I'm super excited about the new episodes of For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus because that is one of the best shows on TV right now. Um, and every new episode is just like oh, so stressful and oh my God, and it's it's incredible. So I'm really excited that there's new episodes. And it's one that makes you wait every week for a new episode. They don't just give them to you all at once, which is frustrating. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I haven't watched it at all but i've heard it's good so awesome and then judy whose team won last year for Yay. gish if you want to let people know because <laughs> some people that listen might not have anything to do with this and know what it is so what is gish yeah and you can go back we did an episode on charities in um you know way back in the beginning so we yeah, did talk about gish um i know that was a long time ago <laughs> But um, yeah, Gish is a scavenger hunt, but you're not like finding things. You teams like do and create fun uh, works of art and just all kinds of unique creative things. And you do those for points and you submit the, your pictures or videos of yourself doing these and whoever gets the most points wins. And um, I'm on kind of one of those hardcore teams where we, we do all the items and we do them as well as we can. So yeah, we actually won after many years of trying <laughs> and being runners up. So that's very exciting. So this year we were able to take it a little bit easy, sort of. I still still did like 30 items. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the two, my, my, my partner and I, like, so about 15 or so each, but they were fun ones. And are you into anything in pop culture? <laughs> that has obviously like taken up a lot of my time over the last week or so. And prior to that, I was doing a rewatch of Winona Earp. So now that that's finished, I'm kind of in the market. So I was thinking like, what is a good thing that this podcast has been talking about? I might go for some American Horror Story. I don't know. What do you think? Should that be my next... <laughs> Uh, should I advise someone to dive into Ryan Murphy's universe? Selected seasons. I was going to say, give me some advice here. I mean, I I like seasons one and two, and, and I love season nine. Aaron doesn't like season. Aaron A doesn't like season nine. I love season nine. I think it's the best season. But that's just if you like slashers and 80s slashers. I had no idea uh, it's been on that long. Uh, oh, yeah. They have, they're filming season 11. Don't bother yeah. with that. The second half of season 10. You can watch the first half of season 10 because that is how, you know, we would not have six degrees of Finn Whitrock. We would not have Finn Whitrock as our unofficial yeah. mascot. That's why I need to watch because I'm like, half. who's Finn Whitrock? <laughs> well, he doesn't come around till season four. But I'll tell you who he's yeah. not. He is not the kid from Stranger Things, who no. I thought they were talking about forever. And then I was like, that's that's a little weird. Um, but <laughs> okay. very yeah. weird. Thankfully, it's not that person. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I will. I mean, I will recommend it. It's so hard to recommend Ryan Murphy, even though I'm addicted to his shows, because I mean, you watched Glee. You were on our Glee episode, which is still our most popular Ryan Murphy episode we've ever done. Yay, I still love Glee. So, 
and I think I think the reason our Hollywood Ryan Murphy episode, which is the most popular one from our revisit, which just shocked the hell out of me, I think the reason that's most popular is because Darren Chris is in that, and so I think yeah. it it harkens back to Glee. Um, but I mean, if you like horror and you are fine with things that push the boundaries, then yes, I mean. My feelings on certain seasons have changed. Like I used to not like season five hotel, but I like it now mainly because of two characters in there. And one of them is played by Finn Whitrock. But um, so I, I recommend it with hesitation. I know. Well, if you have Ryan another Murphy. recommendation, I'm open. But I was just like, like I said, I'm in the market. Like what's what should be next? I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> And the other the other thing that I've been thinking about, because I, I've caught it here and there, but I've never like seen all the seasons. I would love to just go back and binge the heck out of some RuPaul <laughs> Drag Race. Because I love it when I see it, but I don't catch it much. So Yeah, I watched it for it because we covered it last yeah. Pride. Um and I, I liked it, but after a while it kind of, like with a lot of reality shows, it gets kind of old. Yeah, After maybe maybe don't maybe not binge. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't suggest binging that one necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my opinion. But yeah, but if anybody has any recommendations, but yeah, go back. Yeah, any of our previous episodes. <laughs> That's true. There, There's so. plenty to pick from out there. I know that. <laughs> yeah, because now all of my mind is going blank. But yeah, if you decide to dive into the world of Ryan Murphy, let us know how that that. <laughs> That goes I will with do American that. Horror Story, I mean. So, Tanya, are you in anything right now? I know you were also doing Gish. So. I was, and I'm still exhausted. And so if everything is not coherent, that's why. And I had a hat on, but it doesn't work with the headphones. But, um, yes, I am into things. Shock. <laughs> I have two recommendations. <laughs> um, one, I am, or two things to talk about. Do not tell me stuff about this, but I just started reading uh, Sandman, the graphic novel. Um, and I, cause I want to watch this series. I don't think you have to, I think you can just watch it. I am not a purist or something. I just am interested in the graphic novel and wanted to check it out. And so far it's really, I think it's going to be really good. Um, or it is really good so far. And then I've been listening to speaking of sort of true crime, but I'm going to, cause I don't like the, the murder, murdery, murder, people. murder, murdery, murder. <laughs> i'm more into state sanctioned violence and history no i'm not into that that sounds bad i mean i want to learn about how that should not happen um okay so i have a podcast recommendation called it's called blowback and i'm on the second season there's three seasons the first and it's this is weird because there's no cowboy well there might be cowboys but it's true like it's um it has a bit of a, a leaning, like liberal leaning, but it is politically, I mean, but it's not, they say that right up front, but what they are doing, it's historians and legal studies scholars, and they go back and review the media, the history, and all of the different things leading up to a specific war. Um, yeah, I know. I know, right? It's not American. It is kind of, a, it is American horror story. I mean, frankly, not to be, but um, the first one was the Iraq war. And so I just finished that season, which was fascinating because I, you know, was alive then. I know I look really young, but I was alive 20 years ago. Um, and so, no, I'm kidding. Like, I'm, you can laugh. I'm not, I don't look young after Gish. That's cool. Um, anyway, I, so it was fascinating to kind of go back and revisit that a little bit and think about what the rhetoric was like at the time. Um, 
that I remember. And then what was 20 years out, 30 years out from the, the desert storm, like what, um, what we now know about those things. And so the, it was really fascinating. And then the second season is, a, is going to be about the Cuban, mis- I guess not a war, the Cuban, the cold war, the Cuban missile crisis. And so far I'm not too far into that, but just equally fascinating. And they go back and they find um, people and interview them. And so they, it, it does have a leaning, but they seem to be doing their due diligence in terms of, uh, uh, you know, research. Also, these guys are massive justified nerds, the TV show, which I know is coming up. Yes. And I am I am like every time they drop a justified reference, I'm just like, ah, yay. You know. <laughs> so that's a little fun fact. Anyway, that's called blowback. Okay. Awesome. Yes, we are doing like a mini Timothy Oliphant thing. We're doing Justified and Deadwood. So, and that's going to be really next month. That's in September. So it's coming up really soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the hat works again. It's justified. <laughs> it's so versatile. Yes. Yes. You'll well, have to wear that. You'll have to bring it back. <laughs> I'll try. I'll get, no, I'll get my Raylan hat. I have a Raylan hat for that. Look out. And, and speaking of going back a little bit to Sandman, speaking of Neil Gaiman, just to plug our San Diego Comic-Con coverage, um, I spoke with, and he's, I really loved speaking with this guy, Jim Bat, who directed an, um, an adaptation of Neil Gaiman's work, uh, worked with, and Neil Gaiman like narrates this. It's an, it's a short animated feature called The Grave of St. Oren. So go back and listen to that interview it was part of our San Diego Comic-Con coverage. So listen to that as well. Um, and what I'm into is something that has to do with Woodstock, but not Woodstock of the 60s, Woodstock 99. So there is a docuseries on Netflix called Trainwreck, Woodstock 99. There's also another documentary on HBO Max that's just like a movie. This one on Netflix is a three-parter, but it talks about how awful all that was and how really it was like just a bunch of greed and money leading to horrible things and basically people destroying things. There are, you know, trigger warning, there are reports of sexual assaults. Um, someone did die there. I think actually a couple people did, but they, it was like, it was, it was crazy. I think a lot of people felt like they were going to be doing the same thing from the sixties, but these were kids in the nineties. This was Gen X and they, and it was late nineties. So it was a little bit different than Woodstock 94. And it was just a lot of rage and then a lot of toxic male energy too. But it's very interesting. And we'll definitely be talking about that a little bit more in December when we talk about 90s music. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so let's get into Winona Earp. And this was a first time watch for me. I was not familiar with this show at all. And I'll tell you a funny story about the Doc Holiday character when it gets to me about the actor because uh, it's just funny. Anyway, so I want to know, though, because I know my three panelists absolutely love this show a lot, a lot. And I know Meg, who isn't, who couldn't be on this one, but I know how much she loves this because I actually recently met her for the first time in person last week, which is awesome. She was still bummed that she couldn't be on this panel. So <laughs> that's how much, I mean, people I know are just diehard fans of this show. So Aaron, A, I know you're one of them. 
So what are your overall thoughts on the show? Like maybe why do you love this show so much? Right. So, okay. I do want to give like a gish disclaimer here because I did not have time <laughs> to rewatch. I have very few notes, but I have seen it like four times. So <laughs> I'm just going to go by memory here um, because yes, I do love it. I have not unfortunately seen the final season that many times, but um, while we were waiting for season four to come out um, patiently, so, so, so patiently for so long, I did just keep rewatching seasons one through three over and over again because like we need something. But yeah, I think it's, like a perfect show. I can't think of anything wrong with it. I'm sure that it's got flaws somewhere. Tanya's like, I'm sure I've Tanya's got one. Got, I'm gonna, I've got so many. Yes. <laughs> Tanya's always so organized. She's got bullet points. <laughs> um, but it's it's just really. First of all, it's funny. It's hilarious. It has like the best one-liners. So so good. The writing is just great. It's kind of, I like the whole, this is how a lot of the shows, supernatural type of shows that we watch are like, there's like a problem every week and they solve the problem, but there's this overarching like theme to every season. I like that there's like a new bad guy, a new monster or something kind of every week. And sometimes they're hilarious and sometimes it's heartbreaking and just every single episode, they somehow manage to just like make you feel something um, and I really also like the idea of this is sort of a chosen family that these folks have made with each other. And I think that's really great. And I think that's another really good theme um, in these kind of shows that I enjoy. Just that, yes, okay, Winona and Waverly are sisters, obviously. But then, like, Doc comes along and he's just, like, totally devoted to these people. He's obviously in love with Winona, but he also just loves Waverly just just as much in a different way of he will do anything for her. He will protect her, you know, anything she asks, he will be right there for her. And I think that's just so sweet. And the same with like Jeremy and with dolls and so many of the other ones like Nedley. I just, oh God, I love him so much. Um, but it's just so great to see like not everybody has to be like sleeping with each other or have a crush on each other and there's not all sorts of like unnecessary drama obviously there is a lot of drama because it's Winona but in like a good like I don't know more enjoyable way than I think a lot of shows go but I don't I I cannot think of like a single problem I have with this show I just love it so much <laughs> <laughs> I do. And the fandom is so nice, too. It's like the nicest group of people you will ever meet. And they're so devoted to the show. And like they brought the show back, what, two times now that it's just it's incredible. And I've never seen anybody just like really in general be mean to each other. Um, there's Facebook groups and stuff and everyone's just super supportive. Well, that's good to hear because that's honestly very rare that any fandom yeah. is like a hundred. No like, drama. Yes, <laughs> totally. that's so rare. So, so Judy, your overall thoughts on the show? What do you love about it? Well, first, I just want to thank Tanya because you were the one, um, one of the people that inspired me to watch it in the first place. Because I went to your panel at DenverCon, and I was like, "Oh, this show sounds right up my alley." So, yay! <laughs> But yeah, I just, 
I loved it. From the very beginning, I was hooked. I just, yeah, I loved it. I mean, of course it was right up my alley because Supernatural person, right? I love that show. And this is that same kind of genre, like Aaron mentioned, it's overarching theme, but week to week, monster of the week. Um, but it, I agree, it's so clever and funny and hilarious. And, um, you know, Winona and um, Waverly, just their, their quick wit, the, uh, the just lines just come at you so fast. You do have to watch it multiple times to catch them all because it's funnier every time. And just, you know, bless the creator uh, is a woman, Emily and Andrus, I think is how it's pronounced. I don't know. Um, but I love that she gave us this like action packed um, genre, you know, supernatural genre show, but with like a female gaze and female fans in mind. I think she realized what she was making and who she was making it for. And she cared about really, it feels to me like she really cared about doing the show and the fandom justice in all, like it felt uncompromising um, in a good way. So I, I, I just really love that. I love the way that it takes the like very traditional male roles and genres and it like flips them around. You know, it takes a Western, like Westerns were so, you know, manly, manly. <laughs> um, and, you know, all the lawmen and the gunslingers, they were, they were men while the women were like, oh, save me, you know. And in this one, the lawmen, the gunslingers, the girl with the big ass gun, the heroes, they're, they're all either women, queer characters, nerdy characters, um, they're black, they're brown, they're white. Like it's, yeah, I just love that the, the variety and that all of those traditional Western tropes, I guess, are just flipped on their head. Yeah. Even, even like some of the women get to be like lovably bitchy, like Mercedes. I just love her to death. <laughs> um, and the women are, you know, like I said, traditionally the damsels or mothers or whores, right? Like those are the three categories we're allowed to fit into. But in this show, we get to be like the cool villains and the mother's not a saint and, you know, the, the women are the heroes. So it's just, it's just really cool. The romances are, are queer couples and the straight couple where the man is actually the one who's constantly sort of bearing his heart to the woman who's pushing him away. Another thing that is flipped, right? Because a lot of times that's the other way around. The woman's the vulnerable one and chasing the, you know, the man who's unreachable. So it just feels like a total flip of so many things. Oh, and I have one more note. I forgot about this one. Everyone is so freaking sexy, but like done so in a way, I know we've talked about this before, like the female gaze. Yeah, they're all gorgeous. They're all eye candy, but they get to fight in flats. <laughs> um, and Winona, yes, yeah, she loves to dress sexy, but you don't think she's going to like fall out of anything <laughs> at any given moment. Um, yeah. She always just, has cowboy boots on, which I think yes, is amazing. And, That's like so much better for fighting, right? 
but leather yeah. pants seems impractical but i love that she's just always wearing boots <laughs> it does or and the one or two times that she's in heels she reacts the way i would react like these <laughs> yeah. fucking heels i i can't fight in these and she takes them off and throws it right it's just fantastic so oh but i do have to make a comment on the ridiculousness of um officer hot's uniform <laughs> too sexy <laughs> Like what what police officer wears like skin tight uniform buttoned down to here? <laughs> so that was a little ridiculous. An officer with a good tailor. I guess. <laughs> and I love that they actually comment on it. She's like, oh, I don't want to wear these brown pants. So they they, you know, sexy her up in the next season, but <laughs> it's every time I'm like, that's a little much. <laughs> like button up. <laughs> You're a cop. <laughs> that's that's true though <laughs> that's very true <laughs> yeah well you know but a lot of it's for female gaze maybe that she's like okay we gotta have a little bit of the male gaze too <laughs> yes yes okay got us another bingo square with that too nice. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so tanya your overall yeah it's here. um i think it's it's i wish my name i'm gonna have to change my name to anya so i can go first um sometimes <laughs> reverse oh, order yeah. i mean i know you have a thing but like what everybody said chosen family it's funny the writing and the um direction as as you both pointed out is not the typical genre show and again all the flipping the script it's a very feminist show which i appreciate as a feminist um and let's see what else it's like if you mix for folks who are are new to this if you mix supernatural with buffy which of course those two are very you know related and then you threw a little bit like a tiny bit of deadwood in there just with the cowboys etc and whatnot right and i i love the movie tombstone i haven't watched it in 30 years so i was very like ooh, how are we gonna do doc holiday um when you know obviously that was so iconic with Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday but I think it's it's well done and we'll get into that in a minute but it's yeah it's very it's just a lot of fun you can't take it too seriously but that show always has heart and it always wears the heart very openly I think and that folks really connect with that that notion of your chosen family or found family can include both people you may be related to biologically and people, obviously, who you're not related to, um, but choose to bring into that circle. Uh, so I really like that. I really appreciated that. The one-liners are fantastic. Um, yeah, all of that was great. And a lot of the, actually, not to, we can go here more later. I wrote an article about the screenwriting choices by Emily Andrus um, and interviewed fans, too, about why that was important and how that made a difference for um for them with watching the show so i can say more about that it's i mean an academic article but it really you can see that they paid attention she and the other writers paid attention to the fandom and we were trying um not to queer bait or to fall into the barrier gaze and i can say more specifically about what they did there if folks are interested in that later too. Yeah, definitely when we get into uh, how, the, how the show handles representation, because mm -hmm. there is one area in there that 
is where I take an issue with the show. Honestly, it doesn't yeah. have to do with the L with the queer representation. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, like I said, this was my first time watching this show. When we get into characters, I'll get into a little bit more with Doc Holliday because I love the movie Tombstone. The movie, reason I love the movie Tombstone is because of Val Kilmer and because of Doc Holliday. When Val Kilmer's not on the screen in that movie, sometimes it does fall a little flat. But so I have kind of this thing about that character. <laughs> um, but I have a certain thing about, you know, it's very hard for me to see somebody else playing that character. I will be completely honest. And I had no idea that Doc Holliday was in this, honestly. I hadn't read much about this. I had, excuse me, I had heard certain things like from other panelists and I had heard certain people really happy about certain ships on here and stuff like that. But I didn't know a lot about it. I wasn't even sure if this took place in present day. That's how I was about this. And so when I started watching it, I'm like, oh, this takes place in present day. <laughs> I thought this was not present day at all. <laughs> so that was a pleasant surprise. Um, I do like this show. I think I think the reason this show works better than if it had been, say, on the CW instead of like sci-fi network is I don't think it would have, I don't know, I, I don't think it would have done some of the stuff this show does. I think sometimes the CW can turn into a little bit of a, uh, caricature is not necessarily the right word, but they don't, they like hint at things and they never necessarily go through with things. And I don't think this show does that, um, especially when it comes to relationships, um, which, you know, of course, you know, I think CW queer baits a lot more than other networks, even though they've also been cited as being very good at their representations. So it's kind of this mixed bag there. Um, but this is very much in the realm of Supernatural, and I do like that that Buffy comparison, too. But it's a lot more grown up than those shows, honestly. This is a lot more grown up. Because even though I love Supernatural and I love Buffy, this is not doesn't feel like a teen show, even though I know a lot of teens watch it. It just doesn't have that feel of, like, teenagers playing around with Supernatural stuff or young adults. It's, I mean, they're young, but... You know, it just has more of a feel of grown-ups doing this and grown-up relationships. So that I appreciated too about it. Um, and yes, I mean, I you know, I I do think in the realm when we get into representation, we'll talk more about this. I do think in the realm of some representation, this show does a lot better than others. I do like the way most of the female characters are treated and the way they handle themselves and the way the camera is with them and the way the writing is. And, um, I think all the performances pretty much are really good. Um, and that helps as well, but yeah, I think, and it always helps when a woman creates stuff like this, especially when you're going to have a female character, two female characters really that are such strong focal points to a show like this and carry a legacy name because ERP is a legacy name. So if you're going to have two female characters carrying that, it can be very, very tricky to do that in a way that isn't um, condescending or doesn't all of a sudden bring in a brother you didn't know about <laughs> or, you know, and then the brother ends up taking over or something like that, which very easily if it was in different hands or something could have happened. So, yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, well, I want to talk about the characters overall, and then um, you can name one of your favorite characters, too. So, Aaron, Obviously, Winona is a badass. We're just going to, like, it's her show. I love Doc. I love um, the actor Tim Rosen. I think he's just perfect for that. Um, one of my favorite characters in here is Nedley. I think he's just so sweet and he like walks in with these little like hilarious little like one-liners. I was watching the series finale yesterday and they're like talking about something and your relationship is is toxic and he just walks up and he's like my fourth favorite Britney Spears song. He's like what are we talking about? And like all the time or the talking about how he binge watches RuPaul's Drag Race and he's just but he's so sweet and he cares for these people and especially for nicole um and he's kind of been her little sort of guardian angel for most of her life and she didn't even know i think that's that's really sweet and he's just such like a lovable guy (laughs) and i'm glad he got to stick around for the entire series because for a while there it kind of looked like maybe he was going to go away and i was really scared but um i think he's great yeah, I'll leave that. I do love Jeremy too. I think he's adorable. Our little Jer Bear. He's just so great. And the little, like, his little crush on Doc just makes me laugh. And Doc just kind of goes with it. Um, it's really, it's really cute, but not in like a weird way. I think it's great. Those are some of my favorites. And then, Judy, your overall thoughts and your favorite character? Yep. So, um, overall thoughts is I love the, like, Every character they they brought on was just like had something so cool that you could connect with and and just love and laugh about and yeah I just, they they really built some a whole cast of like really neat characters. Um, Winona, I I love that she was a badass, but she was also still like a girl. There, I, I feel like I'd be friends with her, right? Like she was running around killing demons, but also freaked out about spiders and the possibility of somebody getting demon guts on her throw pillows. Like I just, I just love that she could be both, and that that was really fleshed out. And that sisterly bond that she had with Waverly was just so sweet, and and that Waverly was also able to be badass and smart and a problem solver but also really feminine was kind of that was kind of really cool 
Um, but my favorite is Doc. Oh, I love Doc so much. <laughs> uh, agreed, Tim Rosen was just perfection. Um, he, I think he kind of channeled Val Kilmer because he kind of like had that same sort of accent. And I imagine that he came into it knowing that everybody had watched that and everybody loves Tombstone and I've got to do this guy honor. So that was really cool. But just the character of Doc, like stuck in a well for hundreds of years. How do you not go crazy? But they also dealt dealt with his PTSD a little bit, which is really cool. And I love how he um, he just kind of rolled with rolled with everything. I, you know, he gets out of this well three hundred years later. Everything's changed. Everyone he ever knew was gone. But he's like, I'm going to embrace the modern things and figure out how to use a phone and get a car and dress in Hawaiian shirts. And like, I just, I just love that he was that cool, like able to just transition into modern times. And he also, the other favorite, favorite thing about him is that he was willing to, he had that perspective that very few people do is that he was written into history. So he was able to go back and look at how history portrayed him and kind of deconstruct that and decide who he really wanted to be and make those changes. And that's just, that's something that you, we don't ever get to see. And it was uh, just a cool way to, to build a character and a cool thing to do with a character, I think. So, yeah, I got to love him for just wanting to change, wanting to be better for Winona, but just also for himself. So he was awesome. And just quick nods to Bobo. Oh, my gosh. I loved Bobo so much. Um, and Mercedes. <laughs> and Tanya. Yeah, I love uh, Winona. Mel Melanie is fantastic. Um, and just I don't know if anybody was at Denver Comic Con in the. October, the little weird Halloween one, but I got to meet meet them briefly and go to their panel. And <laughs> just they're just both very different from their characters, which are like, okay, yes, they're actors. Of course that I mean <laughs> them meaning Melanie and Tim who were there. Um they're they're different, but also occasionally Melanie would just channel Winona <laughs> and just like look at you and like sass a little bit. Um, she's a much softer, gentler person than Winona, of course. Um, but it was just funny, like, because occasionally she just like have the look and you're like, oh, nice, you know. Um, and it so she's fantastic. That's a great character. Wonderful performance. Really, really good. It would not have been the same without that performance, I think. And then Doc, I mean, you just can't. I, you got you give me a cowboy in a show I'm gonna like that person and then I think the the way that they um again I, Judy touched on this with not having doc be afraid of technology or hesitant because often when you have the character from the past or you know character out of time they fall into that what is this thing trope and there's a little bit of that but they do it in a way that's really cute and funny and instead doc is just kind of like okay now we do this, you know, and move on. And I think that was a wise choice. And then Bobo, I really think the show suffers when he's no longer a part of it. Uh, that <laughs> just talk about like, it's one of those performances where the actors just way over the top and like chewing the scenery. And, you know, if it's Shatner, it's not going to work, but this guy doing it, you know, uh, Robert something with an E. 
Eklund, I, I think it's how to Eklund? pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm looking up all here. Yeah. And just the, the, it just has really good chemistry and is menacing and also goofy and weird. And what's fun is because this show was filmed in Canada, uh, you're going to see people if you're a you know, hardcore supernatural fan, like a lot of us are, you'd be like, Oh, they were this person in this episode. Oh, there's that person from this thing. And so you'll, you'll notice some, some crossover, uh, Canucks, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's insulting. I'm sorry, Canada. I apologize. Uh, if that's an insulting <laughs> term. For I don't y'all. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I forgot one other thing about the show I like, and I wrote, I actually made some bullet points while we were writing because the brain woke up, but it's in a small town and they really, I'm from a small town and they really do a, an interesting thing with, um, working with, she's got this name, right? The legacy herb, et cetera, the air, that's all big part of this, but small towns are like that. If you are from this family and you have this last name, that is an ascribed status, meaning you don't get to change it. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, uh, you're this person from this side of this family that follows you. And I think the show plays with that in a way that's really interesting. She eventually kind of figures it out a little bit, but nobody ever likes Winona um, per the town. She's still a pariah. She's still um, an outcast. She kind of creates her own sphere. And then they, uh, they kind of point out that she, they appreciate her, but they don't like her, you know? And so that's, that's kind of interesting the way that they play with that. But that, that whole, life in a small town, everyone knows everyone, everyone's in each other's business, you know, seven generations back of this family, right? That's, and then if you're an outsider, like Sheriff Hot, who's lived there most of her life, she's still quote unquote, an outsider. And they don't trust her, they have distrust of her. Uh, boy, that just really uh, nailed it, at least in terms of my experience growing up in a small town. And it's Michael Eklund. Yes. Michael Roberts, the character. Yeah, it's we're gonna say Gish Claimer to this whole show. <laughs> well, I mess up everybody. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, okay. So really quickly for on on Doc Holiday because this actually ended up being my favorite character. I was very hesitant with this character. I will say because of the fact that I have this love for it's still not my this is not my favorite doc holiday but i put it in a different category this is separate than val kilmer's um but i have such a love for that performance and that portrayal and i think it should have been nominated for an oscar that's how good i think val kilmer was in that and i but i will say i do think tim rosen does a really good job at this when he first comes on in in the very first episode, I actually thought he was going to end up being a bad guy because of the way they played it. And I think, you know, Winona's not sure on him. A lot of people aren't sure on him. He doesn't even know who he is at first. Um, and so I like the way that was played and I like the way that was performed as well. I like the way Tim played that where it is kind of on this edge of this line where he's not right away the good guy or on the side of the good people. So you're not positive what he's doing and what he's going to be or who he's going to be in the show. And I, I love his chemistry with, with Melanie, Melanie and Tim. They have really, really good chemistry. So his chemistry with Winona Docs is really, really good. Uh, funny though, you know, when I was first watching it and I didn't go to IMDb right away, which I usually would. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? Gosh, he looks so familiar. Why does he look so familiar to me? And then when I was out 
with Meg meeting Meg. Meg's like, yeah. And when I watch Shit's Creek, and I'm like, oh yes, he was mutt on Shit's Creek. I'm like, that's why he looks so familiar. It was it's driving the beard. Me nuts. Yes, you know, you're just like um. What's her name? You know, she barely, she doesn't like it when he shaves yeah. the beard. <laughs> so just a quick aside, like at Comic-Con, it was Halloween when they had their panel. So Melanie came out dressed as like a waitress from Roswell in like the full Roswell waitress gear. And he came out dressed as Mutt from Schitt's Creek. Which oh, was, really? Yeah, oh, which was funny. really cute anyway. So she was dressed as a waitress from the show Roswell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's mm -hmm. awesome. I, I assume. I don't. I don't this, know that or watch it, but she's, yeah, it, yeah. I have a very soft spot for the original. I didn't watch the remake, but I have a very, very soft spot for the original. It wasn't necessarily like peak wonderful television, but I loved it all the same. So, yeah, yeah. But that was just my funny little story because I, I and usually I'd be like, oh, I'm going to look this person up right away and see what else they've been in. And for some reason, I didn't do it. So I was like, gosh, he looks so dang familiar. I can't place <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. And then instantly I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect, perfect sense. And I don't like Mutt very much from Schitt's Creek. So it was nice to watch him play a character that I actually do like and like watching. And, you know, like has been stated before, uh, you know, he bucks a lot of the um, stereotypes, especially with cowboys. And I think that's actually just a thing that the character, the, you know, that Doc Holliday has done throughout media interpretations. He always kind of bucks stereotypes in a little bit in some way. So I think that definitely carried over here. And he goes on a lot of a, a big emotional journey throughout the show. Um, and watching him during that was was probably my favorite thing in this show, honestly. And. I don't know if I would have loved the show as much without him and without him and Winona's interactions and him and Waverly's interactions. I think he just adds this kind of vitality to it, this energy uh, to it. And I am not big on facial hair usually, but I think he's pretty sexy. So, which is a very rare. I'm actually really not a big fan of facial hair. <laughs> That, that mustache is a lot, but I love that's, when they, yeah, it's a lot. I love when they tease <laughs> him about fits. it, you know, and she's yeah. like, yeah, not too many people can pull that off, you know? <laughs> it fits him. It'd be very weird if he didn't have it on. It so does. It, it does fit I, him. I think the mustache and the accent go together. You couldn't have one without the other. Mm. I think that's what makes it. And I love yeah. that he still yeah, uses old timey words here and there, you know, like mm -hmm. hooligans and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Just, he's so he's just, so cute it's this great blend of past and present i love him yes and i love that he refers to his car as his steed too that's hilarious and he named charlene. it charlene <laughs> that was so great yep well and people do still name their cars i know i have a friend and she's always like if you get a new car she's like well what, what's the name yet and i'm like i haven't named the car and she just she'll name your car for you if you haven't named your car she'll just look at it and go oh that's definitely a this or that <laughs> it's so funny and she's always been like that i've known her my practically my whole life so there are people that do and it makes sense because you do i think you do kind of give a personality to your car i don't know how that happens but you just kind of it kind of takes on a life of its own that's a whole other when we cover the movie christine <laughs> We'll talk about Maybe that. Maybe you shouldn't name your car. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't name your car. All my cars have names. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I do overall like like the characters and and I love both Waverly and Winona and um I like that both of them were given a lot to do and given a lot of dimension and you know I mean which normally on a show you're only going to allow maybe one of the female characters to really get that or one of the sisters so I liked that that they both had a lot of dimension and that the other female characters in here do too so not just those two so yeah okay well there are a lot of couples on here that I know people love a lot like you know we have the pin for way hot for um and that's for Waverly and um Nicole or sorry but I I want to call her Nicole so I know that doesn't go with the whole name and I can't remember what uh, you've got Winona and Doc who get together and then you also have like Winona and dolls as well was another one um i will say just like with supernatural there is um a ship with Winona and waverly <laughs> so, <laughs> i guess you kind of have to do that i don't know whatever weird weird to me but so aaron do you have a favorite ship on here favorite couple together okay well if Anyone in the world doesn't say Waverly and Nicole, I will fight you right now. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just love their story. I think it's so great. Um, the way they're both just always trying to protect each other. Um, and it's, gosh, their whole journey, like it was just so nice to see them kind of going slow and staying together and I don't know not being some sort of mm, just one-time plot thing to try and get attention I guess um, and they're really absolutely in love with each other and I think it's so sweet and I love that like Nicole and Winona become best friends I think that's so nice because I feel like she could have very easily gotten very jealous of Nicole um, and instead, they're like literally best friends. Um, but I do also like Winona and Doc. I think they are really great together. Um, at that speech at the last episode makes me cry every time. They're so sweet. Winona and Dolls was like, I don't know. I, it was okay. I feel kind of bad for Dolls in that whole situation. But I also kind of, I like Jeremy and Robin. And it makes me really sad that that didn't work out for Jeremy because he just deserves everything. Um, so, but I thought I, I was always so suspicious of Robin. I don't know why, um, but I thought they would have been really nice to have had a happy ever after ending too. But yeah, Waverly and Nicole is like one of the greatest couples ever on TV. I, I feel like they're just, they're so cute together too. Um, even whenever they're like being very awkward and she's like dressed as a cheerleader. <laughs> like one of the most awkward <laughs> scenes it's just like i don't know if you would like it she's like everybody likes that it was just really cute but yeah my favorite so judy is aaron gonna get mad at you or is well she not <laughs> no, no no i i i love way hot but they're not my favorite <laughs> no when, well one of the things that i love about way hot was they they get together but that's not the be-all end-all of their story. They're just this steady rock of a couple with all this other stuff going on. Whereas most of the time, 
the way stories are written is when a couple gets together, you have to immediately break them up for some reason. There has to be angst, like, like couples, committed, caring, loving couples can't be interesting. And that's infuriating because they can be, and you can write a good, if you have talent, <laughs> you can write a good story with a couple that is a couple that are supportive and loving to one another. So big fat kudos to this show for figuring that out and doing it right. And they were allowed to show each other affection in the ways we usually only see straight couples do on TV, which was, was really cool. I mean, the sex on the stairs though, like, no, ouch. What was that about? <laughs> the logistics of that seem off. No, no. There's <laughs> a lot of sex scenes in shows, though, that are like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's always, almost always flawless in the shower. It's yeah. <laughs> right. Or on a car or right. in the oh, backseat of a car. And, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I did, I did love Way Hot um, for, for many reasons, those among them. But Winona and Doc all the way for my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I, something about them just really tugged at my heartstrings. Like, I'm a big sucker for angsty pining with a happy ending. So they had that in spades, right? <laughs> they were both angsty and pining for each other, and Doc especially. Like, he spent every second of four seasons falling more and more in love with Winona, just doing anything for her. He had the greatest heart eyes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And even better were his heart actions. Like he was just so, I don't know. I just, I just love the way that he loved her so patiently and, and kindly and, but also loved himself enough to realize like, I have to, I can't do this forever. I have to move on if, you know, if she is not going to be receptive. So yeah, I, I love Winona and Doc, and I, I also agree, Jeremy and Robin, they were so freaking cute, and it's so heartbreaking to see Jeremy have to talk to Robin and listen to his stories about his new boyfriend and not be able to tell this guy how much he loves him. So that was so sad, and I didn't like Winona and Dolls at all. I, I almost never like the falling in love with your boss trope. It's just, there's weird power dynamics there. Um, dolls was kind of like a bit obnoxious and pushy and bossy and didn't like to show much vulnerability. I don't know. I just did not like that ship. I know it's a thing, but not for me. <laughs> so Tanya, is Aaron going to be okay with you too? Yeah, or? totally. Of course. <laughs> They're amazing. I mean, that's way hot is, is wonderful. And I think that the way that they still managed to have a drama in their relationship was pretty well done. I mean, there was a little bit of like soap opera stuff once in a while, but the, if you can have that stuff happen and, and also I think with Winona and doc, like there can still be character growth, even in a relationship or through the different dynamics of a relationship or the off and on of a relationship. And um, yeah, I, th I think for sure those two were, were my favorite. 
I cried at the wedding, like, and I don't usually cry at TV, but, and it was just like, why am I crying? <laughs> oh, I just finished Gish and I have my period anyway. Um, and it's really sweet. No. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> like, that's fine. But, um, I think that the way that they did that was, was really well done. And I think, uh, we can get into representation, but they, they were always asserting, and I think this was positive that Nicole is a lesbian and Waverly is bisexual. Like often over and over again, another character would say something about lesbians and, and then the other person would correct them. Uh, excuse me, Waverly is bisexual. And I just thought that's really, you know, they're trying to really make sure that there's a point there that that bisexual validation and visibility. And I think that was really important for, for representation. Uh, I, I love Winona and Doc. I, and as much as like it pulled at the heartstrings in the finale, I kind of think it would have been better if he would have just left and she would have had the realization and we just ended, okay, okay, you can all be mad at me. Like it felt, <laughs> it felt very fan servicey and, and I appreciate that. And it was beautiful and I love it. And I know like their end game, like I, I got that, but I also think he could have had some time alone. She, you know, he like the, this poor guy has lived his whole life in service to the herbs. Um, and it, yeah, it just, I was kind of like, yeah, go, go to do some stuff, doc, go to the Cleveland, by the way, also Lord baby, seven pound, eight ounce baby Jesus bless whoever decided to put him in Freddie Mercury cosplay for, um, right. for the Halloween episode. Oh, wow. that, that dude was, is that amazing. Lovely. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know who decided <laughs> that, but. Yes, I literally to... took a picture of my TV yesterday because I just needed that on my phone. We need to like send flowers to the, yeah. the costume yeah. department of that entire show because they, they yeah, they had it. some interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was always fun. Um, but I, I actually did not dislike Winona and dolls either. Yeah, I I don't love the boss employee thing, but I felt like they were trying to show his growth and then they just didn't have time to like really develop that as much as they could have or should have. And I think her attraction to him was different. And, and um, he's kind of the first person to treat her as a capable person. Who's not just a sexy, good looking fun time maybe. And so that was, I think that was important. It didn't have to be sexual, but I see why that attraction could have been, you know, so I don't know. It, it was, Okay. Yeah. Um, I know that Bobo and Doc is a ship. I, it's not my thing, but I think that's really funny. Like as a ship, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not judging. I just think it's kind of, you know, fans, they're creative. Oh, they, <laughs> yeah, any two characters, you could just mm -hmm. toss all the names in a bucket, shake it up. Somebody it's ship true. it up. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. And then you've got some, you know, you've got, People want poly polyamorous ships as well, or want yeah. There's all that, that everything, everything you can find. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love Way Hot too. It's not my favorite though, but I do love them, Aaron. I do love them, and I do appreciate when we get into representation here in a second. I do appreciate that they don't do a lot of like, you know, we're gonna make them very happy, and then because we have to, because we can't see two people in a queer relationship be happy forever. I mean, yes, they have strife because they're in a show about supernatural stuff going on. So of course they're going to have problems, but they end up getting married and they don't like 
die right after. I mean, they, you know, it's like they don't have the barrier gaze trope. They don't have the, we're going to throw, you know, some disaster at them. So we're going to break them up all and they're going to stay broken up or we're just going to have them get together for just a little bit to satisfy the fan base. But then we're not. And especially when you have a bi character in, in, in there, which is so important because you so very rarely see bi characters in media and especially being represented the way that Waverly is because you could easily what they sadly what media does is they'll paint a bi character as a slut for lack of a better word um and they also will maybe forget or say oh no actually I'm not bi I'm actually a lesbian uh which you know a lot of other shows will do so it was really nice to see healthy good representation there where you were reminded, hey, this is a bi character. She's not lesbian. She's bi. And it's very important to make that distinction for her and for other people in the audience, most importantly, watching and seeing an actual good representation of a bi character that gets to have a happy relationship, that gets to be treated like they are a good person and doesn't get treated like crap. And so I think that's one of the best aspects of that relationship there. And those and the character. And then I I love Winona and Doc a lot. Tanya, if that had happened at the end is what when what I thought was gonna happen, I would have thrown stuff at my TV because I would have been pissed. I would have been like, they only did that. I would have thought they thought they were getting renewed for sure, because that would have been horrible to leave the fans with it. Yes, I know it's fan service. I understand. And there are times where I'm like, no, it, you know, I want people to be able to find themselves on their own and have time with themselves. And I totally get that. But I think with them, it just would have been heartbreaking. And it also was so important for Winona to break away from her sister and from that responsibility and to do something for herself. But I totally get what you're saying. It's like why I hate Ross and Rachel getting together. It's so stupid. So it's the same. So I understand, although that to me is not healthy and this one is healthy, mm -hmm. but I would have been just absolutely furious. I would have just been, I just would have been like, oh God, seriously. I mean, if it would have, especially, you know, I was picturing them actually just cutting to black with her like driving off and then not being able to find him or not, not knowing if you found, if he, if she found him or not, not having the reunion there would have been, would have been sad. And I, and I don't have a problem with Winona and Dolls. I actually really like that character a lot. I don't think he was treated very well necessarily in the show, but but I like that character and I think it's interesting having a dragon. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty fascinating and watching him deal with that. And for me, it's weird because I guess I kind of, even though it is true, you've got that the power dynamics there. For some reason, I never really thought about that. <laughs> I kind of threw that out the window and didn't really think of them as having that. I thought of them more as colleagues. So to me, it, it didn't have that same kind of thing. But I, but I understand that the power dynamics at play there. So, Okay, well, I want to talk about representation and how the show handles it. Um, from everything from LGBTQIA plus representation to also things that I don't necessarily like for for other dynamics in representation, like not just having a white cast, not just having white characters, that kind of stuff. Um, so, and then of course we've talked about women as well. So Aaron, how do you think the show does with representation? I, yeah, overall, I think it's great. I 
can't think of any big beefs that I've had with it watching it. Um, granted, I haven't watched it probably in the last, what, six months. <laughs> um, but I thinking about it, there's nothing I can be like, oh, like gross, um, like that kind of thing. Um, I do love that there are so many powerful women characters. I think that's really great. Especially you brought up Mercedes earlier. <laughs> She's just so like, like, this is me. Deal with it. It's just so nice. And almost every single female character is like that uh, in this show of just like, this is me. I'm not going to apologize. That's pretty much how Winona lives her whole entire life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like, I think it's great. Um, obviously we've already talked about LGBTQ stuff representation and yeah, nothing really like stands out to me as being icky. Like I like, there is a very diverse cast, um, but nothing seems to be like stereotyping people. Even, you know, there's obviously some... <laughs> historical things that they're bringing people in for but nothing really seemed you know like uncomfortable everything seemed kind of natural i i appreciate that like a lot of the revenants and the demons and stuff were not just like old white dudes like they probably <laughs> were when they were alive but um i yeah like and again it's like one of those canadian film to vancouver tv shows that seem to have better diversity than a lot of uh, shows filmed in America for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think it was great. And I, I don't know if this is representation, but it's, I don't know where, what section to put this in, but I just like that. Like most of these people were just like nice people um, that not everyone has to be like mean to each other and stuff. Gosh, I can't even put it into words, but like Waverly is a genius. She's gorgeous. She's like, perfect in every way but she's not mean to anybody and she's like the kind of person that you want to be friends with and she would probably be friends with you no matter like what situation you're in you know i i just think that that's important in the show that they've got that sort of like there's no mean girls club in this at all and i think that's like really nice it's characters that you want to be friends with and they probably would be friends with you too yeah, I, don't, I mean, I guess that would just be like not people being mean for the sake <laughs> right. of being mean. Yeah, like there's so much drama, but it's not like the typical like soap opera kind of drama. Yeah, like yeah, there's just no one's fighting over boys or whatever. It's n nothing stupid like that. Not making women catty, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The, not pitting women against each other for being women. Y yeah. So Judy. That's an excellent point, Erin. I, I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. They, they really, for a show that's so heavily female, they avoid a lot of those, you know, stereotypical women can't get along and, and BS. So that's, that's a, it's another good thing. But yeah, as far as representation, I don't have a lot of complaints either. Um, I mean, I thought, you know, having all these badass women, I absolutely loved it the LGBT representation for both uh, Waverly and Nicole, as well as Jeremy and I'm drawing a blank. Um, Robin. Thank you, Robin. But um, 
I know. They're so adorable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love that, that everybody was just kind of like cool with it. Like there wasn't, you know, any big drama over Waverly being by and, and going from dating a, a, a man to a woman. I mean, I, I, I felt like her journey of self-discovery of her own sexuality might have been a little easy and rushed, but that's not really what the show was about. Right. So I, I can, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, she's, it, that just felt too easy because that's actually a really tough thing that ha people have to often do a lot of introspection and thought and figure out how to come to terms with themselves. And then you have to come out to everybody, you know, over and over again. So it's, it's, it can be a difficult thing. And I think maybe it was a little, little too easy, but again, that wasn't the point of the show. So yeah, I don't have too many complaints. Um, I think Aaron did touch on it. They might've uh, dolls probably was underwritten. Like they just didn't flesh out his character very much. He was just kind of, I don't know, bossy and, and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that, but other than that, I don't really have any, um, no big red flags for me on the representation side. Tanya. Yeah, I think for in some ways the show was progressive this way and and did a really good job of course the um not falling into the barrier gaze trope um making a strong female character that is not good at everything and not perfect because often that's what we see or that's not overpowered and still has vulnerabilities and as someone I was talking to interviewing or uh, reading said Winona is um, complex, not complicated, right? Which I think is a really important differentiation. She's not, she is a mess and she's allowed to kind of be a mess. And later they sort of show you that's the toll of her um, duty or whatever that, that she performs is that she has this, which of course you would. She's very much like Dean Winchester in a, in a lot of ways um, for those who like Supernatural. And I, but still a different character, still her own thing. But I think in the way that Dean is a good person fundamentally and, um, but still is very flawed. Same thing for Winona. And, and the, you don't get to see women being able to do that frankly, like, you you know, they have to be super, super perfect or super good all the time. So I think that was really refreshing. Of course, the um, relationship with uh, Waverly and Nicole, um, Emily Andrus, uh, right when that the first season of this show came out, I think those two were getting together or they were hinting at them or maybe they got together. I apologize. I didn't rewatch the whole thing. <laughs> It's pretty much from the very beginning, the very first time. Yeah, I do. I do remember that they're together, but I know that I think they had got together and then there was a um, Nicole was going to get shot at the end of the first season. And Andres, the showrunner, made the point of saying she is wearing a vest. She's going to survive because the episode of the 100 had just come out where two female characters got together. I don't it is Clexa is the ship. Um, mm -hmm. Two female characters get together and then one immediately dies 
Like I remember that drama. That was ugly. Yeah. Fans were just, you know, incensed. And they had been they had been teasing and teasing and teasing this relationship. From what I understand, I've only watched very very little of only watched 10% of the hundred. So only a ten. No, I don't know how much. Yeah. So I've only watched a bit of it. I don't even think I know the two characters they're talking about. But okay. So that was, you know, so uh, triggering and upsetting and uh, for so many fans, which I get it, that she made the choice to say, we, that we're not going to do this. And that was a huge spoiler, you know, for a showrunner to come out and say, this is what's going to happen just so that you will watch it. I felt like that was signaling, I am not going to do this to you. There's still going to be drama. There's still characters. There's still stuff that is going to happen. But I am not going to do this to you <laughs> um, as a showrunner. And that really spoke volumes to folks that I interviewed for this this paper that I wrote. Okay. Dolls. I think Dolls should have been in it. I'm sad that he left. I think when he left the show, the cast was too white most of the time. Um, I think they should have had better representation there. They They did... I think try to be inclusive racially with characters, but when you lose a main, the main cast member who's black, you're losing in a cast that's mostly white, you're losing that representation. I think having an interracial uh, couple was actually interesting and especially a black man and a white, I assume white woman um, together was also important for representation in terms of ships. That was, um, lost when that character left yeah and just he he could have had a lot more to do frankly i also think kate was not good uh who was a black uh female character uh she's doc's ex lover right or lover i don't remember all the deal with that but i, think I don't they think they were married yeah they? yeah okay they were married yeah. But she just kind of shows up and then is like all about Doc and like trying to be with Doc. And I'm like, she can have her own thing going on. Um, and then him becoming a vampire, just I hated that part. And I also hated the gold grill tooth things that they <laughs> like, all right, they had to do something different. Nobody but... gets can do vampire teeth well. I swear, vampire teeth are why are they such a challenge? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It just I just didn't think that she got the right, I don't know, the right kind of writing to be done better. She just could have had better storylines rather than just, she felt very much like I'm here to further his character. Like it's, it's the whole, I'm here for man pain and angst stuff versus like having her own development. So I also think I was trying to Google this really quick. Cause I, it's again, been a minute, but I think there were some problems with native representation of um, indigenous people. I would have to go back and and look that up, but I feel like that character, there were a couple of characters that were uh, indigenous that were sort of possibly stereotypical. I don't know. If folks know more about this than me, please chime in on the comments. But um, I I felt like there was some critique of that at some point too. Yeah, and I'm just a double check because I when I was researching, I didn't find that on there. Um, the biggest critique is is with dolls. Um, and Can I say my... something about dolls really quick. I don't know if everyone knows the history of that, but Shamir Anderson uh, chose to leave the show. I was just going to ask that. Which, <laughs> right. Which you is did, amazing. But... Everybody yeah. was very happy for him. He was getting a lot of um, job offers and stuff because he's an 
incredible actor and all of these jobs were obviously in California. So he chose to leave. And I know it was um, a large discussion that he had with Emily about how he was going to leave and that, you know, he wanted to do something for essentially his family. He saved them and he died. Um, And I feel like it's probably very difficult to have the only black character die not that you killed him off on purpose but the actor wanted to leave but then you can't just take another black person and throw him in there because that that's gonna look not great either so i understand that 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 was kind of a challenge and um having to work uh people of color back in without making it icky was probably hard Mm -hmm. um but good for him and i love that he's in other stuff because i love him so anyway that's my well, thanks for sharing that because I was wondering if it was his decision or theirs. Yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely. And that's that's a good point to add to that. I think that's part of why the Kate character didn't work is because they were trying to have her kind of come in and they hadn't developed that enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I'll focus on the 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 good stuff here for before getting into that. But so I do once again, like I think the I think it's been said really well about the LGBTQ plus representation here so i won't go too deep into that except for it is great that they decided not to do the thing with nicole being actually shot and with her having the bulletproof vest because that is such a trope that still to this day happens and it's very harmful and it just needs to stop so the fact that the showrunner recognized that and said we're not going to do that is huge and more people need to recognize that you don't you don't have to rely on that because it's harmful. Um, so I won't say too much more on that. Uh, for the most part, with the exception of like Kate, the women are get get to have their own life and their own journeys, and they're well rounded and they're com. I like that they're complex instead of complicated, because I think a lot of times when you say a woman is complicated, it's another. I think some people use it as a way of saying they're too messy or sometimes they're a bitch. Honestly, I think that's another term for that for some people. And so all these characters, they're not the, for the most part, most of the women, their lives are not centering around their love interest. So they get to do more than just be a love interest. They get to actually run the show. They get to actually kick ass. They get to actually be strong and complicated and make mistakes and not always make the right choices. And they're not just there to get married, look pretty, to have babies. It's, you know, they're they're more complex than that. So I really, um, really appreciated that a lot about the women and the way women are represented. Um, so I won't say too much more about that. You know, if an actor is leaving a show, you don't have to kill them. <laughs> Plain and simple, you do not have to kill them. Um, that's cheap. And frankly, and especially when you are dealing with a harmful trope of a black character sacrificing themselves to save a white character, it's, that's a harmful trope. It just is. And I did not appreciate that. And it, and it came across as, and yes, the actor is leaving, but but when you bring in another black character and you bring them in right around the same time that then you end up get you end up killing off your another black character. It almost feels like you're saying, "Well, we can only have one." 
<laughs> Let's not get too crazy here. We can only have one. So that's the way it can come across. And especially if then that black character that you're bringing in is one of the few women that doesn't get to be complex and uh, pretty much. And a lot of her whole identity is wrapped up in her marriage to Doc. So, you know, and especially when black women are so underrepresented in media already and especially any kind of healthy and good representation that it's just kind of icky and you know this show is very white I think the show just is it's just very very white I mean you do have some other representation but it's so minuscule that it I don't know that's the one area where the that bothers me and I just feel you know it's you, you know you need to call it call it out and talk about it especially with the doll's death I just, I don't know, that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And and that, the way they treated that character from the get-go to me really wasn't very good. I don't think, I think he was very underwritten. The most underwritten of the main characters, because he was a main character when the show first started. So, yeah, yeah. And to, and like I said, you know, and this is, this is true of a lot of characters in a lot of shows, I want to say, of if a, if a if an actor is leaving a show you do not have to number one you don't have to i've seen this done too you don't have to ruin the character you don't have to be like i'm going we're going to make this character so awful you're going to be glad when they're gone you don't have to automatically kill them and you know you don't have to do that you can do something simple like i am have to move to another state <laughs> goodbye <laughs> and i want to point out because it was just point out tanya just sent me because i was actually going to point out there was a um an article that i was reading i don't know if it's the same one called uh but there's a great article in the mary sue about dolls called we need to talk about dolls by princess weeks um and princess is a black queer writer and political commentator so please go read that because i think it's also very important to hear more from how that affected someone in in the community more than anything so go. not political sorry i have politics on the brain from listening to that oh, podcast. That's okay. pop culture pop but culture. anyway okay but princess uh is great and after i read that article i asked her to come be on a panel about winona earp uh that we did at emerald city comic-con and had some amazing points and um yeah so definitely check that out and just very insightful comments yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I want to say for, because I know, and I'm the same way too, we love these shows, and I, I think this is a really good show, I want to say, but I think the way we grow in pop culture and what we expect and what we see is by critiquing everything that we even love. So I always think that's important on this on this show, so never feel like you can't critique it. Or like it makes you less of a fan if you critique it in any small way of any kind of problem with that. I just throw that out there because I think sometimes people feel like they can't or people criticize you like you're not a true fan if you don't like certain things. And I'm just throwing that out there because I've seen that online with a lot of fans. I, I, I really didn't interact much with this fandom, so I don't know. But Aaron said they're great. But I know you see that with a lot of fandoms where it's like – you can't critique this or you can't say you became a fan at this point or you can't that kind of stuff because then you're not a true fan. So I, I don't know. I mean, anyway, just want to throw that out there. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Mm. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Okay, so I want to talk about the ending, the the series finale. I'm sorry. I know people were really fighting for this show to come back. So, but I want to know, Aaron, do you like the series finale? Do you like the way the show wraps things up? I do. I am such a sucker for like a happy ending for everybody. And I'm I'm glad that they knew it was the end. Because, yeah, a lot of shows, it's like they end a season thinking they're going to get another season that gets canceled or they don't know. At least they knew they had four episodes to like wrap it up, I think. And everybody gets a happy ending with the exception of Jeremy and Robin, which still makes me sad. But yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I love that there was still the like the whole episode wasn't just about the wedding that there was still like a bad guy and a problem to solve and it was really cute and like screaming at the tv when winona just lets doc drive away like stop it like don't you're gonna kill me and the fact that everyone like rallied around her and was like it's time for you to do something for you like we got this under control Nicola is going to protect us <laughs> like it's going to be fine um, and go do something for you because obviously you love him just staying here to protect Waverly is is not your only job you got to do it for you and so that was really sweet um, I would have loved to see them going to visit Alice I thought I, that's the only thing that I think was missing from that and the wedding makes me quite cry. TV weddings always make me cry for some reason. I don't, and I'm not a crier. I like never cry for anything. I cry when I'm really, really, really mad, and I cry at weddings on TV. That's like, I know I don't even usually cry in real life. Right? I don't usually cry at weddings. Like right? Yeah, I've never me. cried at a wedding. Like I didn't cry at my own wedding. I didn't cry at my brother's or my sister's wedding. Like, um, but. It, and it was just so perfect. It was great. Um, yeah, there's like TV moments for some reason get me really emotional. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so, but yeah, I never cry in real life. It's just over TV things. <laughs> but I thought it was so cute and the little party they had and stuff. It was just a perfect ending um, that everything is okay. Everyone's going to be okay. It wasn't some big dramatic the world is ending sort of thing like they've solved all the problems everything's fine and that's that's the kind of endings that i like and i i don't care if it was cheesy and it wrapped everything up in a nice little bow i like nice little bows 
<laughs> I'm still also back on that. I only cry when I'm really angry and at television weddings. So yeah. <laughs> see Aaron cry. Pretty much it. <laughs> so Judy, do you love the ending? I do. You know, those fan service weddings. I mean, I'm a fan. Service me. I want to be serviced. <laughs> Whoa, Judy. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, that's the point of aren't they trying to to create something that makes people happy? I don't I don't understand why fan service is a bad thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's there's times when you're not being true to the story, but most of the time fans have pretty good ideas of what makes sense for the stories that they love. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very satisfied with, with the ending. I, I also loved it. Um, Aaron, just to tack onto one of the things you mentioned about, you know, Waverly being like, I'll be okay. Nicole's here. I'm, you know, we can take care of ourselves. I love that that stops infantilizing Waverly, because they, that happens a lot, and Winona does it a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. She definitely treats her as a capable person, but def but also, I think, treats her as a child. And um, that that the fact that she was able to let go and trust that Waverly is a capable, grown woman, who really did grow during the series, um, I, I, I thought that was a, a great way to do that also with the ending they didn't drop a bomb onto their universe so they can add more story so you know i know that i'm very satisfied with the way that they ended after seasons four but if they wanted to come back and do a movie do a few more episodes whatever they wanted to do they can because they didn't destroy their universe and i won't name other names of shows that have done that <laughs> <laughs> there's lots that have done it everybody wants you know everybody tries lately what tries to make these shocking endings instead just make it make sense so i think they make they made it make sense they gave us full story arcs everybody's character arc completed to a place that, that made sense from if they finished their not, I hate to say finish their journey because they've got plenty of living to do, but they came to a point in their journey that, that they, you know, we got to see how they grew, how they changed and how we have some hope for what's next in their lives, which I, I love that. I want to know that there's, that there's more, that these characters that I've grown to love are going to continue on, on a journey. Um, with the exception of poor Charlene, I am definitely not happy about her being left on the side of the road with Wyatt's saddle in the trunk. What was that about? <laughs> so Bad plan, bad plan. They called yes. a tow truck. It worked out fine for Charlene. She's okay. got fixed. She's happy. Okay, I hope so. Because I was, I was definitely not happy about, you know, Winona following along with nothing but um three bras and a pair of underwear and him hopping on the back of of the the bike with nothing <laughs> i do uh, love that he ha hopped on the back of her bike though that was i do that too. was great and that yes. just reminded me of whenever waverly's like how do you have like 17 bras and two pairs of underwear 
I know. <laughs> she said great. one pair of pants. Where- that was, that's all you gotta bring. <laughs> that's that's so I can well, wait for a weekend and I bring ten. And I, I don't know, even me know. Too. <laughs> I'm the same way, Judy. I'm like, why am I bringing these many? I'm not gonna wet my pants three times a day. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so we we need to talk about their packing skills. But other than that, I did love that she, you know, she she chased him down and finally opened up to him um and their little speeches to each other her you know i love that you love my sister got me that's that's like yes (laughs) yeah serious kudos to the whole show for being able to be smart about how they acknowledge the characters and the the missing characters and they didn't just use like but pandemic as an excuse to um decrease the quality of their story because <laughs> once again other shows <laughs> did right they use that as an excuse like we don't we don't have to think outside the box and write a good ending because there was a pandemic but they figured out how to do it like those names on the chairs like that that was that was brilliant that was just, that was a way to acknowledge all those other characters that we loved but still not put them all in danger <laughs> so yeah i thought they did a fantastic job and whenever i'm talking to people about this show or you know whenever we have this conversation about how shows end this is always one that i use as an example of what to do right it won't break your heart like some shows that will remain nameless. Well, do we want to give people bingo? Do we want to give them a bingo card? <laughs> I need a bingo, well, yes, a bingo. we do want to give people a bingo Okay, today. we'll give you guys a bingo space. We all know <laughs> that Supernatural had a terrible ending. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. <laughs> I was thinking about that again because I don't know if you all saw the drama online this week because of... Um, Gish, I was, that's all I was looking at, Gish. Um, but there was, uh, do you know the, the? Um, oh my God, the Supernatural subscription box? Did you see this? That um, Supernatural subscription box? There's something called like a Supernatural subscription box. Um, huh. And they made a coat hanger. <laughs> and it looks like the rebar. What? Yeah. Oh, you don't know this? Oh my God. I can't believe yeah, I'm well, breaking I can, news I've been dishing. Yeah. Pop so. culture. Um, okay. So whatever that, that got us another is. thing though, in a way, not, not, we don't have rebar on the bingo. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it made like, fandom, you know how, random fandom. You can get those so. things and they come with like clothes or little yeah, thing, yeah. knickknacks mm-hmm. and things in the stuff, same yeah. box. I don't get it, but I've seen it online because people are like, we thought this was a good idea. There's a coat hanger that is the rebar that, nailed jensen i mean dean um and uh yeah and that so there's that as a coat hanger and then wow. there's uh black like gooey stuff and a cast figure that like gets stuck to it like a magnet it's <laughs> bizarre wow. yeah and i i think it's Calm kind down, of Sam fans <laughs> i think it's kind of funny but it's also <laughs> like i i mean no i get that people are upset about it you know uh, um or they feel like okay this was I don't know, but it's just sort of interesting that came up again. And then I was talking about that and then talking about the finale and like, yeah, that wasn't satisfying. So back to topic. This was a very satisfying finale. (laughs) 
I enjoyed it. And I think it could have been ambiguous a little bit more, but that's okay. It's I, because they knew they were ending. I'm glad that they did what they did. And I was a little, um, when they weren't going to even acknowledge Alice, I was a little like, what are we doing there? But then they kind of addressed that. And I thought, okay, that's, that's good that they, that they kind of, you know, put a pin in that as well, or, um, decided to, to acknowledge that. And it, I do think for character development, the way that Winona ends up leaving was good for everyone too. And, uh, so that was, I think positive. Uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. It was very satisfying despite some of my, I think the whole love interest with the, or the potential new love interest for Jeremy that they sort of randomly brought in. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do that. Like it's his, he didn't get the happy ending and, and that's, that's okay. Not everyone has to have a happy ending. It is sad. I'm, I'm not thrilled with it, but also that felt a little, some things about the fourth season to me felt a little bit forced. Uh, and that, that was one, but you know, anyway. So yeah, so hopefully, <laughs> so yeah. So there, if you want to buy a rebar coat hanger, you can. I don't know. Oh, my God. When you started talking about coat hangers, I was like, in this political environment? That's what, <laughs> what? I know. I thought you was going to coat hanger. I know. That's what I thought, you too. Know, I was like, on your same wavelength there, Judy. I was like, like, whoa. Not a coat hanger. Oh, God. I'm too tired. Um, not a You know what I mean? Like, it's like a piece of metal or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, a rebar. God. Hat hook. Jesus, Tony. Oh, hat hook. Oh, hook yeah, like, okay. for the wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Were they... Trying to troll the fans or something like I think thought so. any of these things were a good idea, and they probably yeah. pay a lot of money. That's why people are mad. Those are yeah. not cheap. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't hear anything about it because honestly, I mean, and it's part of doing this podcast too. Like, it's very hard for me to be not spoiled on things because of this podcast because I have to research things because I follow so many fan accounts and media accounts and other accounts that I'm like the 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 possibility of me being spoiler free on things that I can't see in forever because of this podcast anyway, <laughs> unless I'm like doing like a screener or something are like nil, you know, like I've already been spoiled on a lot of things that I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to be spoiled on the ending for this. Like stranger things. I was spoiled on the ending for stranger things before I saw it. And I didn't even wait that long. to watch it. It's just because of the way that, you know, for the first half at least. So yeah, a bit of the twist and stuff, but, yeah. Um, so I'm surprised I didn't see that. But now I'm going to go after here. I, I don't know. I like looking at some of the fandom drama and just seeing people freaking out in that fandom because the supernatural fandom has more drama, I think, than almost any fandom out there. So, yeah. yeah. Some of it's absolutely hilarious and it's entertaining. It, I agree. They create <laughs> their own drama. They're dramatic. It's, it's true. And lots of fandom wars. And and, and, and they jokingly call it season 16. <laughs> Because the drama just keeps on going. We're in season 16 and it just keeps on going. I it's mean, true. Jensen was mean. trending the other day. No reason. No reason at all on on Twitter. For some reason, just because people love putting pictures of Jensen Ackles. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird. It's weird. I'm gonna, yeah, we're going to do um spoiler next. Yes, I already am planning some of our episodes for next year. That's me. That's the way I am. We are going to start doing like a topic month and it'll probably actually be March. And we're going to just focus a lot on fandom topics. And we're going to talk about fandom wars. So, <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> so that'll be fun. Maybe. I don't know if it'll be fun. No, it'll be fun. Fan um, wars, nothing but fan wars. <laughs> anybody had Tanya hey. singing on your, I don't think that's. It is. Angle, no, it there is. You go. Tanya well, singing? Someone singing. No, oh, someone singing. There you go. You're welcome. I didn't look at it. So, and I'm so sorry. I said, I meant hook. Oh well, it's it's yeah. okay. It's okay. I, I I know you, Tanya. It's not. I, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I was I mean, just I like, you're why not, like, would they put that in a yeah, box? That, that would have been very weird. Uh, well, I I liked this finale a lot. Um, and I wasn't positive if they knew whether or not they were coming back or not. So I I think if they hadn't known they were coming back, we would not have ended with Winona going and and my catching up with doc it probably would have ended with her maybe leaving and not knowing so i'm glad we got to see their reunion and what i also love about that that speech that she, i mean i love doc's speech to her before he leaves and then i love her speech to him when she catches up with him uh, but what i love what she says is and i love that you love me that to me because that's very important i think um, and I think, you know, and not only does she love him, but she loves the fact that he loves her. And what that means is he loves everything about her. He loves every aspect of her. He doesn't say, I love you in spite of this. He loves her for everything she is. And that is so super important. And they're also friends. And I think that makes a big difference too. And of course that he loves her sister is beyond <laughs> important, of course. Uh, so I liked that a lot. I loved the wedding. I liked the beginning thing because I'm a horror fan and I love dark and twisted things. I thought that axe murdering stuff in the beginning, I'm like, wow, that's a little bit <laughs> twisted there. <laughs> but I liked that. But I liked that the wedding dress thing in there. So I'm like, yes, it's, I liked that they sprinkled it in a case, but it wasn't, like we said, it wasn't a huge big thing. It was just something and it got resolved really quickly. And I liked that Winona tried the dress on and then <laughs> and then they instantly figured it out. It wasn't something that they took forever to figure out. And I'm so glad because I thought what was going to happen is Waverly was going to put it on and then there was going to be a disaster at the wedding. And I'm glad that didn't happen. And I did think it was funny when Winona was walking around with it and everything's exploding and, and how she was so freaked out about certain things at the wedding. And she's like, this isn't vegan. You get it? This isn't vegan. Um, you know, in that she's like telling Waverly, look, she was about to put something, you know, she was about to put, um, what was it? What is the, what is the, you know, on the, the buttercream frosting. Thank you, the yeah, buttercream yeah. frosting. It's not yes. It was so cute. And how, you know, Waverly doesn't care. But <laughs> And I love that. Um, I just watched that. I honestly didn't realize I hadn't finished watching all of season four until we were, this was coming up. And I was like, I think I had this subconscious, like, if you watch all of it, then you can't watch it anymore. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't do yeah. that often with shows, but I think I was like, I don't want to watch it because then it's over. But I think I love that at some point to try to break this curse, they have to find a silkworm with the yes. same pattern or something. And basically, Winona and Doc bring um, worms with marker on them. <laughs> to the, to the, the worms, yes. There's something and I'm like, oh, that's so gish. That's so last minute gisher. And that's on the brain, but I love it. That was, I was like, yep, just trying to get that last one in there. And they're like, it's good enough. And which was like, no, it's not anyway. But well, di And didn't Waverly end up being the one that resolved the case? So mm -hmm. that's a nice like mm -hmm. handoff, yep. you know, very much that mm -hmm. reinforces like she can take care of herself now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, so overall, I thought it was really good and it's, 
you know, it's sometimes it's nice to leave things open, but I think it's better in certain instances to wrap it up, but to leave it to the point where it's not so wrapped up that you couldn't come back. Uh, so you could definitely come back. You can see, you know, Waverly and Doc's and Waverly, sorry, Winona and Doc's adventures. And you can see that kind of stuff too. And you can see them reuniting with their daughter and, and that you can see them go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I have to say, when that was thrown in, I, I I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once in my life. It was on a road trip back from New York, and we only got to and we got there right before they closed. And it was so disappointing to me because you know I'm a big music person. I'm like someday, and I still haven't made it back there. Come someday I want to go there and spend a whole day. Yeah, I can come see Judy I'm, and spend I'm a right whole there. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see, we're gonna plan a trip there. So maybe next year we'll see. <laughs> It's a cool place when you really do get to spend time. Yeah, I know. I loved it for the little tiny time I was there. I was so bummed that I didn't get to spend more time there. Okay. Well, I don't know if anyone else is playing, but it is time to play Six Degrees of Finn Wit Rock by September 1st. We are going to have music for our song. We do have some of the lyrics. Go back and listen to our unauthorized biography. And towards the end, you can hear Carla sing a few of the lyrics. It's really fun. There is the word fantastic in there. So <laughs> that'll be coming soon. I just have to find some royalty-free music and figure out which what I want, you know, to have it go there. So is anyone else playing? I, I had a feeling Aaron was because Aaron's in my <laughs> fin <not>. crew. <laughs> I always know I can count on my fin crew to be playing. Yes, right? We can't. It's the it just happens now, right? Yes, go go check out our Instagram feed. Go check out uh, Aaron's Instagram feed or go check out our Twitter. We I shared a little thing that Aaron did for Gish involving Finn Whitrock. So go nice. check that out. So Aaron, what are your six degrees of Finn? Okay, so I went very simple um, in true Gish fashion at the last five minutes before it was due. Uh, <laughs> it was due. <laughs> Um, so Shamir Anderson, our, our beloved agent dolls, he is in a show right now called invasion, um, which side note is very, very good. Uh, he is an invasion with Shingo Usami, um, who was in unbroken with Finn. Oh, that was very quick. Right. Good. Awesome. Well, I used Tim. Tim was in, of course, Schitt's Creek with Dan Levy, who was in happiest season with Allison Brie, who was in Scream 4 with Emma Roberts, who was in American Horror Story. There also is another way to use Happiest Season, which I learned from our listener version. So if you want to play the listener version, I still have not put our August ones in there. But if you want to play the listener version, go over to our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click on the page, Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. Submit your guesses your guesses your connections there for the four shows that hopefully will be up there by the time this podcast episode drops but for our first one we did we had Schitt's Creek in there and someone did submit that Finn Whitrock was in a music video with Christian Christian Stewart I've never seen this music video now I can't remember the name of it and so that's another way you could connect him there but so there we go okay well thank you all so much for joining me for this fun discussion and since I know we had people pop in and out, but we haven't had anyone win this yet or claim to win this yet. So for our podcast listeners or for anyone who watches this later, because the link to the bingo card is in the live comments there. 
whoever gets it to me first, you can DM me on any of our social media accounts on our preferably Twitter or Instagram, or you can email the show. You can go over to our contact us on our, it's on, it's a fandom thing, pod.com submit the bingo card. Uh, you know, like a screenshot or something of the actual card. I know what this card looks like, so I know you can't really, and I know what we have gotten because I've marked my own. (laughs) You can win. You might be able to win this way hot pin and then also um, some It's a Fan of Thing pin and stickers. So reach out to us, but I'm going to close out and have our panelists let us know where they can be found. Erin. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Geek and So. That's what I do. I geek and I sew things. And there's some gish stuff up right now, too. Awesome. Thank you. And Judy? Um, I'm on Instagram at Ballroom Blitz Geek and uh, Tumblr at Angels Watching Over. But it's been pretty quiet there lately. (laughs) (laughs) No fandom drama. (laughs) Not a lot. Yeah. I've just been busy with other things (laughs) yeah and tanya i uh you can find me on twitter at a k nerd fighting a k n and f are capitalized awesome thank you and this is aaron you can follow me on twitter at e april beauty the e and the a and the b are capitalized be sure to like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us via our contact us on our website, it's a fandom thing pod.com, or you can email me at Aaron at it's a fandom thing pod.com or just it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And next week we are going to be, well, because I'm not positive when this Winona Earp episode is dropping because we have an interview that's supposed to be dropping this week too. I just have to wait to get the okay for it because of timing reasons. Um, So if this isn't Friday's episode, but I'll tell you anyway, next week we are going to, I don't know if it's going to be live stream yet. I have to talk to my podcast brain twin, but we're kicking off a brief visit of USA shows. So we're going to be talking about white collar. So my podcast brain twin, Jen and I will be gushing over Matt Bomer for a while. That's probably the majority of it. She doesn't like that show. I love that show. She doesn't like it. It's <laughs> her first time watching it. She's not liking it very much, but we'll be gushing about him. And then the week after that, we are going to be talking about Mr. Robot and The Sinner. The Sinner is flipping heavy if you haven't watched that. So there will be a lot of trigger warnings when we talk about The Sinner because only moly, I forgot how heavy that first season is. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.